People, it's your host, B.A., back on your head once again with another episode of the Just My Opinion podcast. Your ears could have been anywhere in the world, but they are right here with your boy. Let's go ahead and get started with seeing a team in the NBA is real or fake. Let's start with the real or fake. The Utah Jazz. Are they real or is what we're seeing fake? They beat the Hornets last night. They made 27 threes last night. 27. And shooting 50% from three. Mike Conley was back in action. They had seven players in double figures. Four players over 20 points. At this point, like, I don't know what you guys have heard. I'm just kind of going off of what I've heard, what I've talked about uh, just around the scene. I haven't heard Donovan Mitchell in anybody's MVP conversation. Everybody acknowledges that the team is good, but nobody has him top three, you know, top, really top five for that matter in their MVP conversation. Um, to me, he, he has to be in there based off of, you know, what an MVP is supposed to be. In my, you know, humble opinion, um, but you know, just to kind of keep it objective, I, I, I still don't know. I guess that's why nobody has him up there. Um, is he a go against LeBron type of player? Like if it was the Jazz versus the Lakers, you know, in the conference finals or in the conference semifinals, could we look at that matchup and be like, oh, okay, Donovan Mitchell about to go go against LeBron James, you know? It's about to be a big battle, almost like a battle like him and Jamal Murray had in the bubble last year. Will it be like that? And I think it, it goes back to what I was alluding to uh, a couple of months ago, talking about when Paul George went up against LeBron James. We is 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 levels to it, and I and I don't know if we see Donovan Mitchell on that type of level. You know, if it was like Kevin Durant, is like, okay, you know, Braun, you got your work cut out for you. You know, you got somebody who can, you know, go get it with you. It, it still feels like that's a shutdown going up against LeBron. But, you know, we won't know until we see it as far as we are concerned with the information that we're presenting right now. Hey, they're 9-1 in their last 10. The number one in the West. The only loss that we've seen, you know, real loss over the past couple of weeks is that loss to the Nets. That's about it. Uh, switching over to the Hornets right quick, just to kind of talk about them and in, in really in reference to kind of Golden State, but still talking about their team. Um, I don't – Devontae Graham may need to be traded. Um, they're on the cusp of making the playoffs. They're at about the ninth seed, always flirting with that seven to nine range um, as the weeks kind of go back and forth. I, I don't – even if you don't feel like they should trade Devontae, he can't start. When you come back from your knee injury, sir, you're not starting at all, 
period. It's not even it's not even question. I understand you were most improved, you know, last year up in your points per game that much. But the way that LaMelo Ball has the team playing or that he's blending in with the team, being that facilitating guard, you know, to offset Scary Terry, that that's some that's some good things right now. Um it doesn't always um, show up in the win column, obviously, because they're fighting for position. But as far as team chemistry, uh, team functionality on the court, it just looks that much better. Um, they stole a game from the Warriors this past weekend. Draymond is hurting his team. Like, he got thrown out, got two techs, and the technical free throws is what tied the game. The Hornets got the ball back after that. And then Scary Terry hits the game-winning jumper you know, to win 102 to 100. You're hurting your team, dude. You're hurting your team. Like, it's, we're, we're, we're way past the point of, oh, that's just Draymond. Draymond do what Draymond do. Like, you're, you're starting to get tally marks totaled up against you, my dude. Like, it, it, it's too much. Game here, game there. Uh, we blame you for KD leaving. I don't care what nobody says. We blame you for KD leaving. If that if that situation didn't happen, you probably even if it didn't equate to more wins per se, like the vibe in the locker room would have been better, and KD wouldn't have to look at somebody and be like, I don't know if we can get over this right now. We all saw it, and you know from when it, when it first started happening, back to when you was kicking people in the nuts in the playoffs. You know, back then it was early, so if we was heavy Draymond supporters, you know, we kind of ignored it. Or just like, oh, well, he was just being dramatic and it just happened to do that. Now it's like, okay, you were kicking people in the nuts. You say whatever you want to say when you want to say it, you know, unapologetically. And now you're criticizing owners and still getting tossed out of games three to four seasons later. Like, grow up. You literally, you literally lost a game. Like, I don't... I don't know how you mentor people on your team and set a good example and this happens to you like all the time. Like once again, it's not like okay, sometimes here, sometimes there, you know, every now and again here. This happens all he gets ejected more than Boogie used to now. Like is 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 really too much. It's really too much. It's really too much. You're hurting yourself in the long run. Cause at this point, would you rather have more or the same of Draymond or two or three players who can equal his money total, his contract total, with less attitude, probably do more on the offensive end, and you don't have to call out owners and you can control your attitude on the court. I'm pretty sure people will go with the latter. You know, you know what? If you don't and if you don't believe me, look at his next contract. His next contract will look a little bit different, I promise you. And they will look at that. We can't trust you. You are going to lose us games. You know, like I talked about last week as far as ethics, whether you feel like that's right or wrong or not, they're signing the checks and that goes into it. You know, that that's that's money in or out of their pockets. But going back into the MVP convo, um, I have some people that I'm just naming out who should be in your MVP thoughts and conversations. Um, it's not in any particular order, just as I thought about them and kind of how they're moving at the moment. Uh, Steph Curry. His stock is dropping at the moment just for me. Um, they're a lower-seeded team, so that's always going to hurt them in my eyes. Uh, two, they've lost, you know, some games, you know, recently, um, which really just kind of makes me feel like they're just a show team. We are, we're only talking about them that much because we know that Steph doesn't have, you know, that much to work with 
but you know he's still giving us gems giving us retro stuff you know every other night every two nights so it's always fun to keep him in the conversation but the big thing for me is you're too far in the seedings for me to really consider you as an mvp dame dollar um he's plateaued as far as i'm concerned um, they've dropped two straight after the great road trip that they had. I don't know if it's, you know, tired legs, them getting everything back up, back under them and you finally getting a rest and that kind of hurt you rather than help you. But, you know, they've dropped two games. Um, if they're, if that team isn't shooting well, if he's not shooting well, is pretty much a wrap, but there's no Dane. Well, I'm not, excuse me, not no Dame. There's no CJ. There's no Nurk. There's no Zach Collins. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. I think out of the teams, he has one of the most injury-ridden teams out there right now. But being still fifth in the West, they just lost to the Suns. Uh, and so they switched from 4-4 four, four to 5-5-4. Five, five, That's what they already were before they played last night. Um, after that loss, they dropped to 5. Uh, so you're starting to get into that non-MVP range. I'll tell you more about the non-MVP range in just a second. But uh, third, I got Joel Embiid. Remember, that's no particular order. Um, he's really pretty much number one in my eyes right now. Um, one of the hardest players to guard has his team playing phenomenal right now. They're number one in the East. Um, they've beaten all the teams that kind of come close to that. So it's, you know, he, it, as far as Joel is concerned, he's shown improvement in his game. He's, you know, putting his back towards the basket more, really dominating down low. Uh, he got a 50 piece not too long ago, this past weekend, 50 uh, points, 17 rebounds, five assists, two steals, and four blocks. Of course, we know that Ben Simmons did not play in that game when they beat the Bulls 112 to 105. So that has a lot to go into it as well because him and Ben Simmons are doing kind of like the UN this time, me in this time type of thing. Um, so I, I like Joel. Uh, Braun, of course, but his stock is going down, in my opinion. We'll talk about that more in just one second. Um, but one I want a mystery person. I don't know if it's in too many people's conversations. As far as ESPN is concerned, uh, Stephen A. kind of switches this up by the week. It was KD uh, like two weeks ago. Now, since KD's been out about five games, now all of a sudden it's switched to Harden. I don't know how you do that, but I do have Harden up there more than KD. Um, really more so for the reasons of what they're doing right now since the team has tried to form around those three. Um, they won six straight. He's the healthiest person on the team. Of course, he's not an all-around player, but he's making the team go. You know, they, they beat the Clippers twice. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Suns. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Pacers, you know, over this six over this six-game win streak. Beat all of them. Know some of the top teams in the league. They have actually have a very, very, very good record against teams uh, above 500. Not as much against teams below 500. They kind of play down to their competition. It seems like. But like I said, Harden is definitely the healthiest person on the team. Uh, Kyrie's missed time. KD is missing time at the moment. And since he's been there, he's been the only constant that we've been able to see. We asked James to maybe change or adapt his game. He's done that. We've asked James to not lose that scoring ability. Ability. He has not done that. You know, and, you know, take either, whether you want to call it taking the back seat, sharing the basketball, uh, working together, styles, matching, who, whatever you want to call it, he's done it. So, he therefore, he is in my MVP conversation. Um, as far as MVP, going back to um, – what is and what isn't 
or as far as like seeding. Um, it's hard for me to have an MVP outside of the top four seeding. I think um, once Russell won it uh, some years back with the whole triple double thing, that started that. I I just it's weird. Um, so anybody that says like Dame, um, Steph, uh, Luca, people who are like it's it's weird. I can't make you an MVP of the league. And it's like an AC. Like that's that was my thing about Russell. I, I I can't I understand what you've done and how historic it is, but you're not even a winning team. Winning has to count for something. It's almost I would almost say the same thing about the all-star game, but then again, it is an all-star game. It's more about the individual player less than, you know, the overall team aspect for that game. But I still understand it if you want to make that argument. Um, another improvement that's been made just based off of some of the things I've talked about, uh, I talked about Zion not too long ago and whether asking the question, whether it's Zion or the coach, uh, I would say at this point in time, it's the coaching. Um, if you remember when I talked about it, my analysis on Zion wasn't necessarily about numbers. I feel like his numbers will come regardless. But one thing that I did see since I posted that last podcast is that the lineup has changed. Uh, Adams is out day to day with the injury. Um, and that has changed their whole team identity, really, to to that point. They're using Zion for the Swiss Army knife that he find, that he is, finally. Um, they're playing a lot faster. Zion's been bringing the ball up the court a lot more. They just beat the Celtics this past weekend, coming back from 24 down. Zion had over 20 in the second half. Uh, that five spot that's being filled uh, by Hernan Gomez and Melly um, has really opened up the court. Hernan Gomez used to play for the Knicks. Uh, that's kind of how I came accustomed to him. He can really do everything well, not as really, and hasn't really got his chance like that. Don't know if he'll really ever get one, but nice, solid role player. He's very tall, can pass, uh, can shoot. Um, it's just really pretty much those two bigs. Well, of course, Melly can shoot the three very well. They're just a lot, um, a lot more mobile. Than Steven Adams. A lot of times, Steven Adams gets caught as the last person coming up the court. They want to move the ball a little bit faster up the court, and he's not able to do so. But, you know, that it's not really happening right now. Um, it's going to be weird to see how they kind of put him back in. Um, just to be objective about that as well, this hasn't equated to wins, but visually, the team looks a lot better. We're not, I don't know if, you know, it, a lot of things just tie together. You pull one string, two other strings get moved. So I don't know if that's going to be the key. But like I said, it just it just looks a lot better to me. Um, so let's go into the Lakers. Let's go back into the Lakers without Anthony Davis. This season, they're five and four without him, 17 and six with them on this particular trip since he just started being out. Uh, for the calf strain slash possible Achilles or whatever you want to call it, they are one in three on this current road trip. They have lost to the Nets. No shame in that. Wizards eh, had some fumbles in the game last night. And they also have lost to the resurging Miami Heat. They only beat the Timberwolves, which is the team I told you they were most likely beat last week. But they have dropped the other three. They play Utah tomorrow night on ESPN. They lost to Washington last night. Like I said, had some fumbles in that game. LeBron missed some free throws. Um, 
Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill really got everything that they wanted. Um, I don't I, I don't want to fully just say that the Lakers are in trouble, but the Lakers should be concerned being that two of the top three scorers on their team, you know, are not there. I, I want to be completely objective, um, especially when I'm talking about, you know, LeBron James, because a lot of people, even whether you like him or not, do not do that. Um, we can't highlight that people like Dame doesn't have CJ or Nurk or, you know, what have you. And then Ben Simmons and Joel and B get praised when the other one doesn't play. And, you know, the other has a good game or, you know, I praise the Celtics when they were winning and, and they didn't have Kimba at the beginning of the year. Mind you, they don't have Marcus Smart right now to say all that to say, I will not praise them and then forget that LeBron has AD doesn't have AD or Schroeder. Um, just to be objective with that. But they did lose. They are still the third seed. They could drop to fourth in about two or three games if they are not careful. Uh, I don't think you'll get to that point. I don't think, you know, Portland or Phoenix would win enough games to overtake that. But if it keeps dropping, that'll give us more news to talk about. Uh, but to, speak, to finish on Washington, um, they have won five straight. I talked about them a little bit um, before as well. You're pretty much just saying, like, yeah, they started playing well, and I, but I don't think that they would make the playoffs just because of the hole that they created for themselves. Uh, that still remains true. But like I said, they won five straight, and that is something to watch. Um, moving right along to the All-Star game. More info on the All-Star game. The All-Star game is still March 7th. It will be starting at 5 p.m. They will have the skills challenge and the three-point contest at 6.30 um, pretty much right before the game, they're gonna do everything in one day. Um, the All Star Game, you know, used to used to be Saturday All Star Saturday night, then Sunday. It's all on Sunday this year. Uh, it comes on at eight, and the slam dunk will be at halftime. That's kind of intriguing. I don't know how long it would be, but it is kind of intriguing, especially a, sh- a shortened, maybe a shortened version of it. Um. We'll we'll see. Only reason I keep saying we'll see is because we obviously know from previous reports that the players aren't too excited about this. So, you know, that if if it's a day that you don't want to go to work and you go to work, it looks like it. Whether you have a good day at work or not, you know, as far as performance wise, if you don't want to be there, it looks like you don't want to be there. But um, I guess the good thing that came out of this, like they had been talking about before um they're committing more than 2.5 million in funds and resources towards hbcus and COVID 19 relief uh such people like the third good marshall college fund united negro college fund um things like that all of the um presidents from the auc spellman morehouse clark atlanta and um morris brown shout out to morris brown if you know anything about morris brown you know what's going on with that and what they have, uh, you know, their resurgence, you know, so shout out to them uh, bringing that back. Um, it's the same format as last year um, as far as the scoring and everything. We'll talk about that in just one second. Um, but as far as the starters, the captains are Katie and Braun. The East starters, we have the Greek Freak, uh, Bradley Bill, a very deserving, even though, like I said, your team is not that good, but – Hey, man, you've been busting, so I, I really – I'm not going to turn a blind eye to that. Joel Embiid, um, I'm, I'm loving – I love to see him, especially after his performance last year, which we will get to in just a second again. And rounded it out, Kyrie Irving. Uh, honestly, to tell you, 
because of the show, I understand that Kyrie's in there, and that's because of our voting that he's in there. Does he deserve it, in my opinion? No, just because I really haven't seen him play that much. You know, he was missing time before, you know, James got there. He's missing time after James got there. It's not the time to go, you know, go with Kyrie, you know, on this whole magical ride again, but you get what I'm saying. As far as the West is concerned, we have the Claw, uh, Jokic, uh, Luca, Steph, and Braun. Um, of course, it's come out that Luca thinks that Dame should have his spot as a West starter. I think that is true. But, you know, it's about popularity right now. And Luca has more popularity than Dame, no matter how many commercials and everything else Dame has. How much people say they love Dame, he doesn't get the love that he deserves. Uh, the reserves will be announced tonight and the draft will be on March 4th. Uh, the format for the game, like I just said, uh, still the same as last year. Quarters one through three are 12 minutes and will begin with a score of zero. Um, whatever the score is, is what that tally number will be when you go to quarter number two is going back to zero zero. Uh, at the fourth quarter, the teams will go to a target number. There is no time limit on the fourth quarter. You add 24 to the cumulative score from the first three quarters of the team. So the first team to get to that target score wins. So you'll either get it by a free throw or uh, a field goal. Was great entertainment last year. Joel Embiid showed out. Uh, the the best thing, man, that I loved about it, it, it gave it an old school like court feel, like going outside, like yo, this is the only way we're gonna win. There's no time, and as it gives you a look into the players' perspective of. Who who are we who are we going to in crunch time? Yeah, your team goes to you in crunch time, but when you on are on the all-star team, who do we look at down of all these 15 players that can go get a bucket allegedly? Which one do we feel will get us the best bucket? KD wasn't a part of it last year. Um that's how you, I, you got Giannis, you know, Giannis and LeBron or you know whatever what have you. Um I wanna I'm going with whatever the team whatever team got Katie and and Joel on it. Hopefully they're on the same if they're on the same team, I'm going with that team. Um I I think it's gonna be pretty exciting to see. Um as far as excitement for the city, I don't know what it's gonna look like. The only reason I say that is because we know that my city is open. And when it's open is open. I understand that they say no activities from registered by the NBA will have fans, but we don't care. We will celebrate it. We celebrate Groundhog's Day down here. It don't matter. Anything is a license and a free ticket to turn up, to show up and show out. There will be parties. There will be brunches. There's rappers already here. There's girls already here. You know what I'm saying? Every, everything that you could think of is already here. We don't need the NBA to sponsor us to do anything. We go out on our own. So with that being said, unless you are going to lock these players in their room on some type bubble type stuff, they going out. They, they, they're going out. Don't don't do not be surprised if you if you get another James Harden little baby, you know what I'm saying, hookup. It don't do not be surprised. Do not be surprised. Like once again, I haven't heard anything about bubble type stuff. It could easily be done within the next week. But if you let them step out, they're going out. They going they they're going trust me. Trust me, they're going out. 
I, I love my city to death, but Atlanta is the wrong place to set an example for something like this. But you want to open the economy back up? Watch, watch what money do. <laughs> watch, watch what money do. But we're moving right along to the meat of today's podcast, the, the celebratory part of the podcast. We are going to celebrate a rising queen in the world of tennis, Naomi Osaka, once again. She has won the Australian Open. Uh, last time I left you, she was going up against Serena. She beat Serena in straight sets. Um, I believe it's starting to become the passing of the torch. Serena was incredibly emotional uh, afterwards. She left the post-game presser and has not talked since. When they asked her about retirement and some of the unforced errors that she had, you know, during the game, uh, instead of, you know, just trying to go off of what the athlete says and not necessarily, you know, what I infer from what they're doing, it, it looks like it might be coming to an end. I think she'll stretch it out for a, a very long period of time because going to getting 24 or 25 isn't that far away. But the way that it seems at the moment, it seems like she will not get that unless Osaka is out of the way. That's the only way she'll get it. Osaka has to be out of the way. She either has to lose, uh, you know, not play due to injury, you know, God forbid, or, you know, something else. Something else. You know, I would have said it would have been a lot further away had she not beaten Halep, like I mentioned uh, Halep, you know, the, the two times before when they had when they played, she had Serena running all around the court. This time it was kind of a win, but still going up against Osaka is 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 is, is just not it's not there. She makes her moves. She she has uh she makes her respect and respect her serve just just as people as Serena makes other people respect hers. You know, that doesn't happen really at all. She has the total package. It it could just be like she's just younger, you know, but hey, if it's not, it could just be greatness that we're seeing. So going moving into the championship for Osaka, uh the first set she was rolling, she won that set 6-4. She got rolling 3-0 to uh to start that second set. From the ending of 6-4 to 3 to 3-0, three she won 6 games in a row. She was really starting to be dominant in that match. Uh, going up 5-2 was pretty much the most competitive point that I saw. Uh, one thing that I did learn while watching, you know, the game at the same time, uh, Osaka switched tennis balls and she got like a whole new set, like, like three tennis balls. You know, you tuck a couple of them away and I was like, okay, I've never played tennis competitively, like as far as school or anything like that. So I'm like, well... What does that do? So, uh, when you when you get new tennis balls, I heard that they said it adds 10 miles. I was like, okay, let me look into this. So, the hairs on the ball are smooth, flat, instead of fluffy. As we know, as the tennis ball kind of gets worn and things, as we all seen. So, the ball travels faster and it makes it harder to return. Okay, Osaka changes balls. And bam, the serve gets gets on point. She really had no trouble, you know, from that point on to close out the game. Um, they were talking about her movement being underrated. I didn't see any of that. Um, she really dominated Jim Brady. Uh, she Jim Brady fought hard. 
she made a little sting or a little push. It really was just more so Osaka just getting her head together. Uh, just one game, it looked like she just took it, took it completely off. And that's how Brady got that point. Another one, she double faulted. So as you can as you can see, it's, it's really it was really no fault of her own. It was really domination. Um, but she still, but she won in straight sets. Uh, Osaka is just what I love about her. She's just so humble and soft spoken. You know, an example of that. You know, before she started talking and giving her own speech, you know, she looked at you know Jim Brady and asked if she wanted wanted to be called Jenny or Jennifer. You know, that's just really humble, really personable. You know, they they traded stories on, you know, just growing up, you know, over these past couple of years playing each other and things like that. But congratulations to Naomi Osaka. We're looking we're very we're looking, 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 looking we're looking forward to seeing how your career uh, progresses and moves forward, especially with this number four being so young. You have a long way to go, but we're very excited to watch you get there. Moving on to the NFL and some of the news that are still going on there. Carson Wentz has been traded, finally, to the team that we figured that he would be traded to. Uh, we all put on our reporter ESPN hats, and we all figured that, hey, he'll probably end up with Frank Wright, his old coach in Indy. That's probably the only person who would be willing to take him at this point. That did happen. He was traded to Indy for a 2021 third rounder and a 2022 second rounder. That can actually turn into a first round pick if he plays at least 75% of the snaps. That is highly possible with the O-line that they have in Indy. So can he get the magic back with Frank Wright, his old coach? We'll see. Uh, he got some locker room problems already. Uh, his wide receiver, Michael Pittman, says he has not given up the number 11. No money can do it. No conversation can do it. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next coming days. Uh, in my head, I think that Carson Wentz will be wearing number 11. If you did all that to go and get him, I'm pretty sure a number thing is not going to be much of a problem. And also advice from Michael Pittman, you might not want to piss off the person who could be potentially be throwing you the football. You know, politics, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, turn the coin over. What do the Eagles do at six? Jalen Hurts, is he the answer? I told you that he's not in my head. That 52% keeps sticking out in my head. But, you know, people love to say, okay, coaching, coach him up, do this, do that. You need... um. I think that you need players with coaching. You can't be coached up without players. So unless the pieces around him upgrade as that coaching upgrades, mind you, he has a first-year coach now, uh, we'll see how that goes. The big thing to me is that he was drafted as a project, in my opinion. Now he's supposed to be the long-term thing. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you have to be honest with yourself. He's still, whether you believe in him or not, is not the top quarterback in the NFC East. Dak, whatever you know, goes on with him and Jerry Jones, he's still number one as long as he gets that paper signed. Daniel Jones, he did not have a receiving core and he did not have his starting running back. Still did good, could have won the division if not for his injury towards the end of last year. Washington did win the division. So honestly, to tell you, I don't care who their quarterback is. They're still second to third best QB situation in this division. Go with Alex Smith. I don't care. Go with Taylor Heineke. I don't care. You know, get Froggy and go get Cam Newton. I will feel even better. So, still moving right along. But then there's Philly at the end. So, there's more clarity. Uh, but even if that doesn't work, you'll draft high again next year. Um, I think you can get away this year without drafting the QB and just taking your chances either, either in free agency or just believing in Jalen Hurts. Uh, Todd McShay, 
you know, his top quarterbacks, Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, Matt Jones, none of those move the needle. Of course, Trevor Lawrence does, but we all know that he will not be there at six. The rest of them do not move the needle for me. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of times we just get organizations that are desperate to have quarterbacks. So they just take whoever. None of those really just move the needle for me as a franchise quarterback. They don't give me Trevor Lawrence or uh, Andrew Luckfields. You know, like, hey, I know he's coming in to change some things. Uh, but moving on, Drew Brees and his contract, they're reworking his stuff, uh, getting his money down, which I think retirement will come right after that. Uh, sources say that Jameis will be the successor. I hope he does that. He's really taking too long, in my opinion. Uh, go ahead and have the press conference so we can go ahead and move on with our lives. Same thing with Big Ben. He's reworking his contract as well, but he needs to go. Uh, he won't be a cap hit since he's reworking his contract. But if you know, you know, he's hurting the team. Um, and it's it's really just that time. Everything that's lining up around you is telling you to go. Your offensive line play went down last year. Your starting center just retired. Your starting running back is a free agent. Your number two Juju TikTok is a free agent as well. And you need to make sure that your defense is good, meaning Bud Dupree and people like that get re-signed and healthy. So move on from both of those guys. And, you know, try to head to the promised land and turn the page. Some other NFL football news. Uh, Deion Sanders got his first win over at Jackson State over Edward Waters, 53-0. But it did not turn out to be the best today since uh, primetime got his stuff. I'm taking um, he was robbed. Uh, it was confusion on Twitter after whether it was an actual robbery or just misplacement of his things. He said that it definitely was a robbery and that one of his assistant coaches actually saw the crime as he was going on. Um, and since then, his things have been returned and security is obviously addressing the problem. Um, shout out to Dion. Shout out to you for your win. Hopefully everything down there. Uh, gets better with your security and everything like that. Good but bad look, especially on your first day on the job. Uh, lastly, about football, Cam Newton was on the I Am Athlete podcast. I talk about that all the time when they have good things going on. Uh, he has been in the media, uh, ironically, this past weekend, not even just for him being on the podcast, that some little kid at his camp was really roasting him. And, you know, he's telling the kid, like, look, you know, I'm rich. I'm rich. The kid is like, hey, you're trash, but I'm rich. You know, a little funny back and forth. I think just because of the Cam situation, that's the only reason it was funny. Uh, as far as the kid is concerned, hopefully your name don't get out there because you look like a very ungrateful kid who had to pay to go to his camp, but then you want to talk junk to him at his camp. That's weird, but, you know, everybody handled that. Go look on Twitter, little hee-hee, ha-ha. But he was on the podcast uh, talking about when he had COVID, talking about the season outlook. Would he be back? Uh, but they're not just football. Uh, they talked about uh, his cigar lounge uh, fellowship here in the A. Uh, the DJ there is my dog, Wendell, a.k.a. DJ Stay Ready. Um, he they talked about his hat line and his self-promotion. Uh, what I mean by that is that he revealed that, you know, we always we always talk about Cam. Anytime he comes, you know, to an interview or anything like that, the first thing we talk about is the way that he dressed. You know, like we're talking about Russell Westbrook or OBJ or whatever like that. Uh, come to find out, those hats that everybody's criticizing that he wears is his own personal hat company. So that goes up with self-promotion. Um, 
I just love that being an entrepreneur myself. Uh, I, I love that marketing. Um, I love that strategy. So shout out to you and all your business ventures that you're doing um, outside of football. So uh, I always made that point to just to say, you know, be multifaceted in what you're doing. We're talking about him. You know, will he be in the league? You know, will he even be a starter or things like that? And I'm pretty sure that, you know, that affects him in some shape, form or fashion. But at the end of the day, it's a different level of life when you can do more than what people think that you are. You know, okay, well, you can't play football. Okay, done. Okay, cool. I, I'll have to play football for a year. My businesses are good. You know, I'm still good. Um, but it was just a good about hour and a long hour and a half long podcast. You know, check that out. Uh, but where would he end up? You know, I think either New England or Washington. Those are the only two places. Um. Uh, that, that he will pretty much end up at pretty, only the two places that really know who he is. Um, and we're getting out of the COVID time. So I don't I don't think it will be much movement this year uh, with new offenses and things like that. Not for him. I don't think that he would want to go through that again. Uh, but then also moving on, uh, there's been more talks about Deshaun Watson to Carolina. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater unfollowed Carolina on Twitter. Sign of things to come. Always, we already know how that is. Um, but I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to pull that off. I don't think they have the the pieces to be able to do it unless we're just talking about straight draft capital and maybe like Christian McCaffrey. But if I was Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't go to Carolina if Christian McCaffrey isn't there. I don't, I don't think he wants to go to a place where he's gonna have to start over. I don't, I don't think that would be the case. Uh, but the tag year starts today where players can be placed under the franchise tag. Uh, watch that over the next you know, couple of days, over this next week. I'm pretty sure we will see people like Dak maybe get franchised. Um, there's been talks about Allen Robinson, how they don't want him to get on the market. Chris Godwin and Shaq Barrett down there in Tampa Bay. We already talked about their free agent things. Uh, so let's just keep an eye on everything, and we will recap and run over everything as it goes moving forward. But closing out the show, ladies and gentlemen, I talked about it last week a little bit. There have been some more cases of love in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Jare and Jamar. Um, they got engaged over this past weekend in the wonderful cabins in Blue Ridge. Uh, it was just amazing to be a part of a proposal. It's an amazing thing. Obviously, the lead up is the best part. Um, if you're in on it, it's just a special place in your heart that it has, that, that it has on you, a special effect that it has on you. Um, it's just always good to have friends with the same mindset and that are on the same level and friends that can watch each other's relationships grow, talk about it, be a part of it. Um, they are one of the closest, if not the closest couple that, you know, that we have in our circle. Uh, they're our trip buddies, for me and my wife, um, we go on numerous trips. We go on, you know, little either home dates or out dates. We do everything. Uh, so it was just a very special thing to finally see, you know, that engagement happen. Uh, shout out to Mara for having me there to, you know, capture all the moments. Uh, you'll see that on the page soon. So go check that out. Like, share, you know, retweet that, repost that. Show some love to them. Show some love to Black Love. Um also, congratulations to Jamar's brother, Mike, um, and his fiance Sam. They got engaged um, a little bit before um, as well. So congratulations to the whole Sneed family. You got a lot of planning 
going on in the next you know year or two shout out to the robinson family as well um but next week starts march madness the best month of the year we got birthdays we got uh we got college coming back college march madness coming back spring breaks and the best thing is my birthday going on march 10th let's get ready for that countdown um, but other than that, man, that's the show for today, man. Stack praise out the way, man. It's your host, B.A., and it's been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast. <laughs>